0: LIVING LARGE AND HARD Hi there. Welcome to Living Large and Hard. Today I'm going to talk to you about God's squirrel. Okay. Um, I've never... I don't remember ever really believing in God. Now I definitely heard all the stories. You know, um, I found them confusing. Uh, first of all, when I was a kid, like any kid, there's the Virgin Mary. I don't know what that means. I had no idea. Um, the, all the stories were confusing and then and then you go to church and then you hear that uh, Jesus is the Son of God and he is also God himself, and he's also like Casper, only not a friendly ghost. He's a holy ghost. So I just, you know, it's confusing. I didn't really pay attention. Now, what I did pay attention to was the collection plate, because that was money. Money I understood. And money I had a thing for, always. Um, It made sense to me. Uh, There was even a time when I was young, when I quit going to church very young, and my grandmother paid me to go. My paternal grandmother. um, And then... I went a couple times and even then I had principles and I stood up and I said, I'm not going to go. And she was crestfallen. She even upped it from 50 cents to a dollar. And I still wouldn't go. Um, so, uh, like I said already from the beginning, I don't recall believing the whole thing at all. I just went like a lot of people uh, and none of it made sense to me like a lot of people. Even though they don't admit it. Um, Now what do I believe in? I believe that there's here, there's now. And people are people. And you're going to deal with people. And you should... The golden rule's cool. I'm down with the golden rule. Big time. Uh, You should not go out of your way to fuck other people's lives up. uh, Unless they deserve it. And who are you to judge if they deserve it? Sometimes it's easy to figure out. So anyway... Um, as far as an afterlife, I want you to think back to what it was like before you were born. Okay, got that? That's what your afterlife's gonna be like forever. Um, so, anyway, I try to make the most out of my time here, which is way too short. And um, I do my best to try not to upset anyone else. Um. Some of you may feel otherwise, <laughs> but usually, I, I do okay with that. Now, there was a couple things when I was a kid that, because I was already on the way to, well, I was already a non-believer, but maybe I had a shred or two of belief left. There were a couple things that happened that really, uh, like, slammed the door on the whole religion thing. At least Christianity. As I got older. Um, Buddhism makes sense as a philosophy, not as a religion, but anyway, digressing. So the the mother, the grandmother that paid me to go to church was my paternal grandmother, and she was a saint. I mean, I believe that she was a saint. She was a school teacher for 40-some years. She always went out of her way to do for people and it was effortless and um so my maternal grandmother who i uh unlovingly referred to as and still do as the nazi and orthopedic shoes she lived um my mother's well where my mother was born in this little town up if you take your right hand and open the palm to it and you got your little finger and at the base of the little finger is where it goes back up to the to the ring finger and there's a little town down there And this would have, when this story happened, would have been in the early 60s. And at that point, because I looked it up, because I remember just being devoid of humanity there, um, where this happened at his house, my grandmother's. There were 731 people in the entire township. And her house was not in the town. Um, The 2010 census was the first one that took the town of Alden into account and there was 115 people or something so you get an idea what this was like um yeah there's just nobody around and I was sent up there every summer to do a week of hard labor and I I don't really know why I remember one year my mother said you can't go because something you know we can't take you up there and I went, oh, thank God. She was really? You don't like it? I go, no, I fucking hate it. She seemed shocked that I didn't like going to a place with no TV, no kids. Um, the only radio played a, was AM radio. And it was on farm reports, the weather, and things like that. I mean, there was nothing to do. I worked in the garden. She had a half-acre garden or something like that. And um, pulling weeds, um, hoeing. Not the kind I would do later with this fabulous body. You know what I mean? But I did some hoeing, Um furrowing, all that kind of stuff. And I remember picking tomato worms off the tomato plants, which is a good place for a tomato worm to be, by hand. And potato bugs by hand. I mean, I don't know if she couldn't afford insecticide. So there's that kind of stuff. Um Big thrill for me. I climbed a lot of trees. Any tree, I still like... um especially if it's illicit, but I like climbing up stuff and, uh, trees, always climbing trees. So I did that. There was, uh, ant wars. I would, I would look for ants having wars with other ants and, uh, follow the invading ants to the other ant hole. They weren't really hills and watch them carrying the, the larvae back and stuff like that. Oh, it was so fun. There was sand everywhere because it was by this lake called Torch Lake. Uh, it was just right down a gravel road from my grandmother's house, and you went down over the train tracks, past the lakeside road, and it was there. Um, before you got there, though, there was this nightmare pond on the right. And it always gave me the fucking willies. It was all like full of slime, scum and stuff like that and the occasional snake I, I could never not go and look at it so when I'm on my way in, like snakes would be shooting through the fucking grass going into the water and uh, there was talk about snapping turtles in there and cotton mouths you know poisonous snakes so that always freaked me out and then you'd go and there was a jetty where there used to be a mill and um, a lumber mill and so the the fucking lake was full of wet wood. Just full of it. And uh, so and blood suckers. So you had this fabulous combination, and it was freezing fucking cold because it was a spring fed lake. And it was in northern Michigan. So it was cold as fuck. Also I had to I could never wear my shoes. My grandmother wouldn't allow me to wear my shoes to go to the lake. I had to go barefoot for some reason. I don't know if she was Trying to do me some kind of favor by toughening up my city ass by making me do that. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, 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 walk on the, the you know, the hot stones, sharp stones, all the way down to the fucking lake. But so then I go past the nightmare pond and which I I would have dreams about the nightmare pond. I haven't had one in decades. But that means I had them for decades. And I'd you know, I'd see this pond and then like an alligator would come out or this giant snake head the size of a garbage can and I'd wake up and I go and I go oh my god it's a nightmare pond and you know aptly named Um, so anyway there is a you had to watch when you're in the water because there's blood suckers everywhere if you stepped on a board and your foot slid you had wet splinters in your foot which are a real bitch to get out They're even worse than the regular ones. And they had these weird ass things on the, on the, there wasn't really a beach. There was like a little section of sand before the overgrown grass, which was full of God only knows what. And these things called hair snakes. They were, looked just like hairs, but they were alive, twisting into, that was so fucking weird. <laughs> so, anyway, up there at the uh, Nazi with orthopedic shoes joint, I don't recall ever being in church there ever, but I recall, I recall going to church. So I guess it was her boyfriend was this guy named Clyde, and he had this ancient station wagon, and I mean, ancient, and it was, you know, it must have been, one of the, it might have been one of the first station wagons ever built, because it was already ancient, and it was in the 60s, and he had this weird medication smell. Very strange, very sharp, very tangy, very smelling of sickness being maybe cured. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was a poultice of some kind. I don't fucking know. I remember one time, though, uh, I have an aunt that's only like four years older than me. And we were getting in Clyde's ancient station wagon to go to church that I don't recall we ever arrived at. And she said something about the smell of the... um, of the the witchcraft medicine, and he said, "Snap back, you know. You should, you know, you know my hemorrhoids." And I, I had no fucking idea what a hemorrhoid was. I had no idea what that smell was. But you put the word hemorrhoid and that smell together, and I just knew that it was bad. So, uh, for some reason that I don't. Re- oh, also, not through the orthopedic shoes. Occasionally, she would pull out every dish in the kitchen and make me wash them. Every dish, every pot, every pan. A mountain of them. I remember the mountain because it was a shitload. At the time, I didn't know. Anyway, for some reason, she took she took me to a tent revival. It was in a field. Um, it was dusty. It was in the middle of fucking nowhere. I mean, the stars up I'm sure it's the same because there's no, you know, there's no streetlights because there's no city. There's nothing. The sky up there would press down on you. The Milky Way was like, uh, like cloth up there. You could see the texture of it. It was so dark. So we're in this dark ass field with this tent, dust everywhere. And then uh, the usual church shit's going on and the preacher's going off now may be your last final only time to get into heaven if you would die when you leave here tonight and you did not get saved before you left you would burn in hell forever this could be your last time who will come forward and I'm thinking fuck well I didn't think that but whatever the equivalent of me being like 4 or 5 6 years old fuck this guy's onto to something Obviously, he's fired up for a reason. So, um, I kind of don't, you know. This I can understand. I can understand hell. This is pretty fucking clear. That if I don't get my ass up there, and whatever this saving shit is, and do it, I'm going to be fucked. Because if we're going home in Clyde's ancient station wagon, and something goes wrong, chances are we aren't going to live through it. So, he's just going on and on, and like, people start popping up and wandering forward so I'm like fuck it I gotta go I gotta go and I pop up myself to go up there and boom my grandmother's arm sticks out and stops me and pushes me back down and I'm thinking why does she want me to go to hell (laughs) why why did she bring and I went oh she brought me here but she obviously knows this is bullshit. So I went, oh, never mind. So that was the first one. Now the church that I went to in my hometown uh, was built right next to the state capitol. And when it was originally incorporated or whatever, I don't know what it was called. The original pastor, this would have been in the 1880s, I think. His name was Rezin? Sap. What a fucking great name. I anyway, mean, that's just a resin sap. Get out of here. Um, his parents had a sense of humor. So, the same architect that built the state capitol, which was across the street, they enlisted to build this church. And that was finished in 1890. And this thing was a motherfucker. This giant stone edifice um, on a corner took up i don't know in my mind it when i was i've been there since but it takes up a good hunk of that corner maybe a quarter of a block maybe it's gigantic so there's a full basketball court with stands and if you go up in the stands and look up through this little window up there at the top you go up and go up to the left there's a little window you can see the bowling alley there was a two-lane bowling alley in this church and I remember being told it used human pin setters which is the way all bowling alleys were back in the day which makes sense um I mean this was as long as I'd been going you know this thing hadn't been used forever so how cool is that there was locker rooms in this thing men's and women's showers the whole bit there was a uh there was this, uh, behind the stage, because there was this big, great big stage, as I remember. Yeah, it was, it was good size, what am I talking about? It was a fucking good size stage. And behind that was this curved sto- uh, storage area that was really narrow, because even as a kid sneaking out of Sunday school with this other kid, and we went back there, and we could barely fit and we couldn't make it because there was so much crap back there. There was also, um, like I said, Sunday school, so there were different classrooms in this place there's a carillon that's that thing that the guy hits with his fists there's also one at Michigan State which is uh, the university the next town over so what you do is you have this one had 36 bells and then you the guy you have these levers and you whack the levers and that's how you play it the pipe organ monster pipe organ as you look past the pulpit there's just you know that big panoply of pipes Two thousand eight hundred and two pipes. This organ. There was a library. There was a nursery. There was fucking offices. There was godly knows what else in that place. I don't think I ever went through the whole thing. Um, one place I never made it was the catacombs, which was inhabited by Les Edmonds. He was the uh, he was the maintenance guy that used to yell at us. No street shoes on the basketball court, because he had had a stroke. Poor Les, but yeah, Les was in my mind the tenant of the catacombs. And I remember one time going part of the way down the stairs, and, and it's cool. as this like wooden stairway that curved like in, a, like in a castle tower, real rickety, and man, you could just it looked like carved out of the earth, and I pussied out. So when my mother's at my mother's funeral. Um, I was there and I went, uh, cause I went I gotta check out the catacombs and I went fuck it's around here somewhere the fucking door was locked god damn it so anyway there's this monster church and I'm there and I'm again this is a probably after the tent revival it's around that same time though I'm a real little kid Maybe, maybe six, probably five, completely irrelevant. But anyway, I'm there. And uh, this was in, it was below his garden level. So it was slightly underground, like half underground. And there's windows, and you could look into the courtyard of the church, the great big fucking courtyard of this great big fucking church. And in the courtyard one day, when I was there in the nursery, there was a squirrel. And I was, uh, they had this little bridge that was built up so us little kids could go up on the little bridge and look out the window and I'm standing bridge. Look, look, I said to my little kid voice. Sounds like maybe I should have been Michael Jackson. Look, look, I said, there's a there's a squirrel. And this lady came up and she folded her hands, you know, in that, in that uh, nursery school way and f- put them between her knees and bent down to my level and said, Yes. God sent that squirrel for you to enjoy. And I went, again, this is in the uh, tot stage of me equivalent. I went, get the fuck out of here. That's a load of bullshit. Because even though I was a little kid, this would have been the 60s. There's a lot of shit going on in the 60s. And, um, you know, I knew about it. I knew that there was a lot bigger issues that any god should be taken care of than some little snot nose fuck getting a squirrel to look at. So again, I was like, oh, geez, this is such a load. Um, and I don't know if the incredulity showed on my face or not. I don't remember her reaction, but I don't remember. I do remember it wasn't exactly, uh, you know, she didn't want to high five me after that. But. Anyway, there you go. That's God Squirrel. And thanks for listening. And you can listen on, I don't know what you listen to this time, but it's on SoundCloud, Overcast, Spotify. Um, I'm going to set it up on TuneIn at some point. It's on iTunes, so it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on SoundCloud. Micromax Marvin on Facebook. I throw a link up. And also on Living Large and Hard on Instagram. I throw a link up there as well. Um, If you like this, please tell someone. Send them a link directly. Because otherwise they will never listen. I can guarantee you that. And also, I welcome any feedback on any platform. And uh, for those of you who send it to me regularly, I really appreciate it. It's been very helpful. If uh, not for anything, my ego... And, as always, from high above Route 309, the Skybox, Allentown, Pennsylvania, let's uh, get the fuck out of here, and as we do that, let's listen to some traffic.